Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Hey, it's another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt here alongside David Dickens. He's the president and wealth advisor at KC Financial Advisors. You guessed it, serving the Kansas City metro area. Based in Overland Park, but find us from anywhere on CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, one of my favorite kinds of programs on the docket today as we open up the mailbag. You teased that last time around. We'd be answering some listener questions, and you've got three good ones lined up for us today, and I look forward to your responses to these. Uh, Before we dive into all of those, everything going well in your world? Yeah, things are going uh, pretty well. Boy, we've had a rainy spring here in Kansas City, but it's a gorgeous day outside today. And here I am inside talking to you. So something's wrong with that picture, Walter. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be April showers bring May flowers, but it feels like that's been delayed a couple of weeks since. <laughs> yeah, we kind of had an April drought. Right. And then right. May, we're getting washed away. It means June is just going to be absolutely gorgeous. You think? Or we're just going to skip the whole May flowers and pretty part and just jump straight to like the, the death of summer. We'll see. And where did you get your meteorological degree? Uh, I j- if the 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 web forums online, uh, message boards, and uh, my my go. my own just being scared of thunderstorms as a youngster and forcing myself to learn about it. But that, that's no formal training. Yeah, that's all you need, right there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I did have a um, a like distant cousin of my dad's was a meteorologist on TV, so I did wow. get to sit with him one time on air, which was fun back in the day. Did you look at that big green screen that they have behind us? Yeah, yep, sure did. Yep. Yeah. And I was when I was in the sports broadcaster in school, I was always buddy-buddy with the meteorologists that we, quote-unquote, <laughs> hired from the nearby college that actually had a meteorology department, and they would come to our college, which was very good in the media world, and we would teach them how to be like, you know, take their sciencey weather stuff and actually do it on media. And I was buddy buddy with all the weather folks because, you know, the news anchors were stressed and they had to carry the whole show. The weather person and I just showed up for two minutes, blasted <laughs> away, and walked away. So we, we kind of goofed off and had a good time. So very nice. In another life, I was probably a weatherman. You're not goofing off today, though. We no, we're getting busy. down to business. And, we and are getting serious. We've got questions from Donna, Brett, and Tony. By the way, if you hear one of these questions and you're kind of like, I kind of have a question like that. I'd like to run something like that by David. You don't have to have your question featured on the show. You can reach out to David directly. I'll give you contact information later in the program, but you can find it right now if you want it in the description or the show notes section of today's program. So check that out if you want to get in touch. All right, let's get to our first question here from Donna. Donna says, my 82-year-old uncle died recently and left me his Roth IRA and one of his regular IRAs. I don't really need the money now, but am required oh but am I required to take distributions annually? All right, so uh, terrific question, Donna. Sorry about your uncle. Uh, really nice that he thought enough of you to leave you uh, some money, so that's pretty cool. This is it's not necessarily straightforward. The the answers just keep getting more complicated with each new law that the Congress passes. So the the easy the straightforward is this. With the Roth that he left you, you don't have to take any distributions unless you want to, except that by the end of the 10th year after the year he died, you have to have cleaned that account out. You have to have liquidated it. So the free ride, the tax-free ride used to last forever for your lifetime. But now 
based on a law that was passed a couple of years ago, you, you have to clean that out by the end of the 10th year. So the free ride lasts for 10 years. With the IRA that he left you, since he was already taking required minimum distributions, he's 82, so I know he was taking required distributions. That means that you have to take required distributions out of this account and you have to have it cleaned out by the end of the 10th year. So the IRS doesn't care how much you take out. You can take out as much of this as you want in any of those 10 years, but you have to take out a minimum amount because they want to apply some tax dollars to that. And, and that's a, that's a, if you Googled single life table for required distributions, you'll get a table that tells you what percentage of that account you have to take out based on your age. That percentage goes up each year. And at the end of the 10th year, it has to be down to zero balance. So um, again, congratulations on inheriting some money. That's pretty cool. And hopefully uh, those uh, two little explanations are helpful to you. Yeah, points you in the right direction there, Donna. And if you want to uh, maybe get some help with uh, just getting down to the bottom of those numbers more specifically or have a one-on-one conversation with David, again, don't hesitate to reach out. That number to reach David, by the way, is 913-317-1414, 913-317-1414. All right, let's get to a question here from Brett. And Brett's got a good one. It says, I have two old 401k accounts from companies where I used to work, and one where I currently work. Are there good reasons to merge these accounts? And if so, how do I do it? So Brett, this I see this all the time. This is a super common, I'm going to call it a problem, but it's a, it's a super common situation to find yourself in. There's absolutely no problem in merging these accounts into one, and I would strongly suggest that you do so. I think it's a really good idea. Uh, if some of the contributions in the old 401ks were Roth contributions, then those would have to be kept separate when you merge these accounts. So there, there are benefits to merging them. For instance, you're going to have, it's going to be a lot easier to track your financial life if you don't have two or three or four of these little accounts hanging in there. But, but merging them allows ease of tracking, ease of investment, a more coordinated investment approach. And once you get to be 73, Brett, you're going to have a dramatically easier job of calculating your required minimum distributions. So how do you go about doing this? Well, I can think of two ways. One is you could just, your current employer probably allows you to roll those two old accounts into your current 401k account. Almost always, um, this is for Brett and everybody else that's listening, if you've got an old 401k account, usually what you have to do is call that custodian, the administrator of that plan, and they're going to have special paperwork, paperwork that's specific to that plan that you're going to have to fill out. That number is going to be on a statement that you get on that old 401k, so pretty easy. They're going to want to verify that you are who you say you are, and then they're going to walk you through the process of rolling it over. If you decide not to, I think there are good reasons to not roll that into your current 401k. What you can do is open up a uh, either you go to an advisor like me and and have it managed by that advisor, or if you're a pretty good do-it-yourselfer, you would open an IRA account at like Schwab or Vanguard or Fidelity, someplace like that, and then the old 401k uh, administrator would send a check, probably, could be a, a wire transfer or an ACH, but it's probably going to be a check that they're going to send to Schwab, Vanguard, Fidelity 
uh, for your benefit, for a deposit into your brand new, brand shiny new uh, IRA account. The reason that you would probably want to do that instead of rolling it over into your existing, your, your current employer's 401k, is that with a self-directed or through an advisor, you're going to have access to individual stocks, uh, low-cost exchange-traded funds and mutual funds, uh, maybe individual bonds. Maybe you are in your 50s and you say, you know what, I'd like to get an annuity. Uh, that I can let grow for 10 years until I retire and then start taking income off of that. Uh, maybe you like to invest in crypto-related investments. Well, you, I'll guarantee you, I'm sure you can't do that in your current employer's 401k. So there are lots of good reasons to roll those up, merge them into a new account. And if it's not at your current employer, I think there are great reasons to do it in an IRA outside of your current employer. If we can help you with that, I don't even know where you live. Maybe you don't even live here. Uh, but if you if you need to find an advisor, this is a common practice for advisors to do. And if you're a good do-it-yourselfer, I'd strongly encourage you to, to merge those into a single account. Yeah, just uh, cleaner, simpler, and a lot of those other benefits for you as well there, Brett. So hopefully, again, that points you in the right direction. And if you need help coordinating all of those things and putting it into context as well as your overall financial and retirement plan, don't hesitate to reach out to David Dickens once again. You can do that online, coveryourassetskc.com. And we've got a link for that in the description of today's show. All right, Tony will uh, round us out here on the mailbag edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Tony says, I read an article, David, about how inheriting a portfolio of stocks that don't pay a dividend can be similar to inheriting a Roth IRA. If that's true, how would that work? So, Tony, this is a, this is a really good question. We've done, I've mentioned in podcasts that there are ways to invest tax efficiently, and you don't really need a Roth or, a, or an IRA or a 401k to do that. And this is a perfect example. I, I did a little Google search and I might have found the exact article that you read. Either way, here's how that works. So everybody listening to this show knows that if you have a Roth, all the growth inside of that Roth, regardless of if it's stocks, bonds, or whatever, all the growth is, it grows tax-free. And when you take money out, of course, that's tax-free. Uh, the money you put in and the growth. And if somebody inherits your Roth, like for instance, Donna, our first question today, on the Roth that she inherited, she has to clean it out in 10 years, but there are no taxes on any of those distributions. So the article you read said, hey, if you don't have access to a Roth or you've got way too much money to put into a Roth, is there an alternative? And yes, there is. So that the, the idea here is that you would invest a big chunk of money, I'm going to use a, a $200,000 uh, because I, I pre-calculated a few little numbers here. But let's say you had a $200,000 portfolio that you were convinced you were never going to touch and you wanted to leave it for inheritance to your two or three kids, for instance. You could invest that money into stocks or ETFs that either pay no dividend or a very low dividend. That doesn't mean they don't grow. That just means they don't pay dividends quarterly. So for instance, Berkshire Hathaways, they don't pay, they have a policy of not paying dividends. They reinvest all the dividends into the company and go buy more companies and build a shareholder value that way. But let's say you, you're like, well, how about the NASDAQ? So you could invest in the ETF QQQ 
And that pays you a very small dividend, not zero, but very small, 0.66 currently, so less than 1%. And that little dividend would be taxable each year. Or even the S&P 500 pays right now a little less than 1.7%, but that's the number I used for my calculation here. So um, either you invest in a portfolio of stocks that don't pay a dividend or that pay a very low dividend, and then you pay the little tax all along the way. The reason it works like a Roth is that when you die, whoever you name as your beneficiaries, uh, let's say that this is a, a stock portfolio that you paid $100,000 for. And over the years, it's grown to $250,000 at your death. The people that inherit that account are going to inherit it. it, it the IRS doesn't even get to look at what you paid for the, for the stocks. All the IRS knows is that on your date of death, the account was worth $250,000. And that's now the value that your heirs have inherited, such that if they decide the very next day to sell those stocks, they're going to sell them for $250,000 and they're going to owe no tax on all of that growth that you had over the years and you never paid taxes on it either. So that's where the article goes back and says, well, that's kind of like a Roth. And it's true. It is. The thing that's unlike a Roth is that if your heirs keep those stocks or ETFs for six months, six years, 12 years, however long they keep them, the growth that occurs between your date of death and when they sell their their inherited share, that is a taxable event. And that's going to either be, I mean, I suppose it could be a loss, but let's just assume that the market keeps going up over that period of time. They're going to either have a short-term capital gain if they sell within a year of inheritance or a long-term capital gain if they sell more than a year after inheritance. So there are a, a lot of really good similarities between a portfolio of non-dividend paying stocks and a Roth. And there's one key difference, and that happens after your date of death. I think it's, it's a terrific idea. It's something that I think a lot of people don't pay enough attention to, where it, which is you can have a taxable brokerage account that you pay incredibly little taxes on. For instance, on that 200000 I have a $200,000 account. And if you're invested in the S&P 500 uh, ETF, and it pays you a 1.7% dividend, that's 3400 bucks of dividend on a $200,000 account. And if your tax rate between federal and state is 25%, well, that's 850 bucks a year in taxes on a $200,000 account that somebody is going to inherit tax-free. So even if you don't invest it in a totally non-paying, non-dividend-paying account, but something like the S&P 500, the cost that you have, Tony, until your date of death is pretty minimal from a tax standpoint. And the benefits to your heirs are dramatic in that they don't pay for any of the growth that you've achieved over your holding period. Great idea, Tony. Thanks for bringing it up. I, I never would have thought of putting that on a podcast, but that's really good. Uh, and hopefully that's helpful to a lot of our listeners. Yeah, sharp question. Interesting way of looking at the problem and, uh, and and comparing those two different avenues. So thanks, Tony, for enlightening us with that great question today, and uh, appreciate your answers there, of course, David. If you've got a question for David that you'd like to feature on the show, perhaps in a future mailbag edition of the program, 
feel free to send it in to us. But you can also have these kinds of conversations and ask these kinds of questions with David one-on-one when you come into the office to work with the KC Financial Advisors team. If you'd like to set up that time to visit, you can do that by calling 913-317-1414. That's 913-317-1414. Or go online to coveryourassetskc.com. That's coveryourassetskc.com. Have a conversation about what's important to you as you prepare for retirement and your financial future. Well, David, thank you so much for the help on this week's program. I know we're taking next week off as we kind of get ready for a little break from Memorial Day weekend, but then I'm sure you'll have lots of good stuff planned for us once uh, once we return. We'll work something up. i got Memorial Day weekend coming up, and my three handsome grandsons are nice. going to be in town all next week. So instead of coming in here and chatting it up with you about a podcast, I'm going to spend a little extra time hanging with those boys. Yeah, just just a little bit of hands full. Hey, take a microphone home with you and just do a do a podcast with the kids. Do it do like kids and money or something like that. Or well, that maybe they're not quite old enough for that. <laughs> not quite. When they get a little older, maybe we can do some fun uh, kids' financial advice, money planning, something like that. I think there's an idea there. We'll workshop. We'll hold that in reserve. There you go. Well, thanks, David. Enjoy that time, and uh, everybody enjoy your next week. And we'll talk to you again soon right back here on Cover Your Assets, KC. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.